pray. Gracious God, we thank you again for your word, and we thank you for the opportunity now to reflect on the familiar story of your birth that we find in Luke chapter 2. We pray and trust that your spirit will be at work in this place, in and through us, in Christ's name, amen. So we're going to have the words up on the screen, otherwise you can follow along in your Keeping Watch booklet, uh, or you can use your Bibles as we say together the words of Luke chapter 2. Some of us probably need a, uh, a run up into the passage. Last week we uh, said the verses together from Luke chapter 2. Some of us said them in the King James Version we learned growing up. Others of us said them in the NIV 1984. Others of us are learning them a little newer. But uh, as we've, as many of us recognize, uh, if you try to start in the middle of a passage that you've memorized as a whole, it's a little tough. So I'll start in verse 8, and then you can join me when we hit verse Nine, and we can all say those words together. And so there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks by night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. This is the word of the Lord. <clears throat> in some ways, it's uh, difficult for us to, uh, in a passage like this not to read into it sort of how we would experience it. And, and I tried to do that a little bit with the kids this morning as we're uh, trying to imagine uh, what the shepherds would be doing and what the sheep would be doing. And, and again, we're in the middle of the night and the, the shepherds are on Guard, and as we imagined last week, that probably looked a little bit more like uh, the shepherds uh, in a perimeter where the sheep are in the middle, right? It's less about the shepherds sort of sitting around a campfire, uh, singing songs and dozing off, and more about the shepherds being uh, surrounding their sheep and maybe walking the lines and trying to keep a lookout for those threats, those animals which would come out in the middle of the night like the coyotes do here for our chickens. They don't do that in the middle of the day. They do that at night. And so the shepherds are on guard, and all of a sudden, there is an angel of the Lord that appears to them. And I find it difficult to not, first and foremost, sort of write myself into the story in a way that imagines... Uh, that I'm in a car in the middle of the night and all of a sudden there is a deer that jumps out in front of me. And uh, whatever kind of sleepiness that I have is all of a sudden wide awake. Or you're sitting in church and you're dozing off because the sermon has started and the pastor claps and then you, maybe that's what just happened for you. Right? Or, or you're sitting in the car in the passenger seat and you're sort of watching traffic, but you're sort of not paying attention, and the car hits the rumble strips, and you are jolted awake, right? There's that startled feeling we have, and it's hard for us when we read the passage 
that when the angel appears, the shepherds are terrified to imagine that the fear comes unconsciously. Right? That the fear grows in them because this is their response. And so when we hear the angel say, don't be afraid, there's something in us that wants to say to the angel, are you serious? They can't help it. Or maybe some of us have that experience in the, in the garden in the back, right? We're, we're picking our beans or we're weeding some flowers and all of a sudden there is something that slithers. Unless we're different than 99% of the population, we are startled. We might even be afraid, so much so that this little slithery thing that's only two feet long isn't poisonous and probably won't bite, causes us to jump back in a way that we haven't done for decades. Or maybe you're like me and you walk out the garage door this time of year and all of a sudden there's a little thing that skitters across the floor. If you're like most people, when a mouse jumps out, you run. And then you blame someone else. Fear, as we sort of experience it, is something that's unconscious. There's really nothing we can do about it. And so when we're startled, we're awakened. Or when something grabs our attention or something that we're afraid of, we have this response that is unconscious. And so when we hear the angel say, don't be afraid, we're thinking, that's really not a fair thing to say because there's nothing the shepherds could do but be afraid, other than leave the situation, try to fix the environment, right? When we're traveling and we are jolted awake, we maybe stop, we get some caffeine, we grab a piece of gum, we, we treat our circumstances in a way to minimize the fear. When the mouse runs across the the garage, we go back in the house. We leave the scary situation. When we're in the garden and the snake slithers, we jump back and then we kind of kick the flowers to make sure that the snake will go away, right? We change our environment so that the fear level will dissipate. It'll, it'll minimize. And if that's the kind of fear that we're imagining the shepherds have, what we're really asking the angel to bring is not an answer to fear, but what we might call comfort. And we will miss what the good news actually is. So if you have your Bible open or your booklet open, or we put the verse back up on the screen. When the angel appears to the shepherds, the glory of the Lord 
is there. Now, some of us are watching The Chosen. And at the end of the fourth episode, something happens that helps us to understand what's going on here. For those of us who haven't seen episode, uh, episode four, episode four is all about, uh, episode four is all about Peter. And we learn about Peter's problems and we learn about uh, what Peter is going through. And at the end of the episode, Jesus is on the banks of the Sea of Galilee and Peter's boat is filling with fish. And Peter has this incredible sense of relief and he gets out of the boat as the nets are being pulled in and he walks over to Jesus, looks Jesus in the face and collapses. And he does that and says, go away from me. I'm an unclean man. When the glory of the Lord shows up, everything about us we regret, everything that causes us to be aware of our sinfulness, everything about us that we wish was different, all of it is suddenly exposed in the presence of the glory of God. We see it in Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah is given a vision and he's brought into the throne room and he sees the angels of God flying around the throne, calling out, holy, holy, holy. And Isaiah's response is to cry out, woe is me. I am an unclean man. The glory of, the God, of God has completely exposed Isaiah to realize that he is a sinner. He has nothing good in him. He has no hope. And he should be terrified because the glory of God has exposed everything that will keep him separate from any kind of relationship with God. In Exodus chapter 34, Moses goes up Mount Sinai. He is in the presence of God getting the Ten Commandments. And when he comes down the mountain and presents the Ten Commandments, his face is so full of the glory of God. And normally we think about, well, it must be really bright. Like when you take an old incandescent light bulb and you put in a 150 LED and boom! It's not about the brightness. It's about the glory of God reflecting off the face of Moses that made the people of Israel so uncomfortable. Looking at Moses' face was not about like, wow, turn the light off. It was about them experiencing everything regretful, everything sinful, everything tragic about their lives, everything that would keep them away from knowing the Creator God. And so when the shepherds are out in the fields and the glory of the Lord shows up and explodes on the scene, the shepherds are not terrified because it's bright. 
They're not terrified because they're sleeping and now they're awake. They are terrified because when the glory of the Lord appears, we become face to face with everything that should mean death, everything that should mean for us separation, everything that should mean for us what we deserve. And yet the message of the angel, do not be afraid because the, the glory of God has shown up. The good news of great joy for all the people is that the glory of God appeared is not about demonstrating how far away you are, but how God has come near. And that everything that has been exposed by the light of God, by the fire of his presence, is answered and met in the fleshly arrival of God himself in human form. That the glory of God is not, for, first and foremost, as the face of Jesus to Peter as Peter falls on his face. Yes, it's about exposing who Peter is, but it's also about Jesus raising him up to say, you will now follow me. I do not drive you away, but I draw you near. That is the good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And so where that becomes immensely practical is when we think about the things of which we are most afraid. If our fear is about the person who is elected to the White House, if our fear is about the person who wins the governor's election, then the good news of great joy cannot be that Jesus has come to make us accepted in the presence of God. Because the good news that we really want to hear is that we won the election. And that's not what Christmas is about. And yet if in the Advent season, in our waiting, we are reminded of all of the ways in which we have fallen short, all of the parts of our lives which are exposed, and boy, does Christmas expose them. How broken our families are. How, in, how incompatible some of those relationships we wish were different actually are. It exposes our wants and desires. We put more hope and stock in our Christmas list being met and having a good holiday and being reminded of the good news of great joy that the birth of Jesus Christ allows you and I to walk into the presence of our Creator God with joy and bold gladness. 
And so the message of the angel for us, just as it was the message of the angel for the shepherds, is do not be afraid when the glory of the Lord exposes all of those things about you. Because today, not just today then, but today, we hear the good news that a Savior has been born, and he is the Messiah, Christ the Lord. Let's pray. Emmanuel, God with us, you are our heart's delight. All of our hopes and fears are met in you. Because of your amazing love, you came to earth and became one of us. You reached out to us while we were lost. You rescued us from death and brought us salvation. Your love is so high and so wide and so deep that it and only it could reach this suffering world. And you came to bring an end to our sadness, to dry our tears, to still our fears, and give us hope. In deep gratitude, we praise you and we worship you for dwelling among us.